Today's daf is daf hey. We are holding six lines down from the bottom of Dalit Ahmed Base. So we had yesterday uh, the explanation of what the Dalit uh, Avos Nazikin are. The Mishnah mentioned that there are four uh, prototype ca- cases of Nazikin. What exactly the four were ended up being a machlokis between Rav and Shmuel, how to explain Shor and Mave. But uh, suffice to say that they both had their explanations, and they also explained the Mishnah, how it would work when the Mishnah says why one could not be learned from the other, and we'll, we'll circle back to that today. That, then we brought down is that uh, there was the uh, opinion of Rebchia, I'm sorry, not Rebchia, me today. It was the opinion of Oshia that suggested that there were not just four uh, categories. How many categories did Rebchia include? Rebchia included 13, nine plus our four. And we explained yesterday why the ton of our Mishnah does not incorporate the nine additional ones of Rebchia. Uh, of, of Rab Oshia, uh, as opposed to Rab Oshia, who does include them and explain that. Today we're going to see that there is a third opinion, and that's going to be the opinion of Rab Chia. And that's where we're about to start right now. What does Rab Chia say? So it says that Rab Chia, uh, where is the place? For, uh, Tani Rebchia, what I, I'm sorry, I told one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Twelve lines from the bottom. It's twelve lines from the bottom of Dalad Amidbe. So Tani Rebchia, Esrim Va'arba Avos Nazikin. So Rebchia taught in his uh, uh, Bryces, he taught there are 25, 24 primary uh, classifications of Nazikin. And what are they? So let's go through them. First one he taught was Tashlumai Kefo. That's paying, that's a compensation that has to be paid uh, when a person uh, steals. So he does geneva, so he doesn't just pay the halacha of tefil, is you have to learn through psukim that you pay not only for the uh, theft itself, but there is a penalty that you have to pay a double penalty, uh, uh, compensation. So that is, that, that's number one. Then they have tashlume arba bechamisha, four and five. That's if you stole a shor or a seh and you slaughtered or you sold it. So there, that's also a different uh, type of compensation. You have to pay four or five. Then you have the basic ganav. Now, the basic ganav, the way Rashi explains, why is that different? Kefal, kefal also gneva. But the basic ganav, in a case where he does not have to pay the kefal payment, is when he admits. Because the kefal payment is a knas. And a knas, if you admit to a knas before you are uh, uh, held uh, uh, liable for it, then you don't pay it. But you do have to pay the principal. So therefore, the case of Ghana is, is uh, different than the case of the Kefal, says Rashi, because we're talking about a Ghana that himself is only paying the primary, the, the, the principal, but it's not paying the penalty portion. Goslin always just pays the principal. But anyway, that's your fourth case. Adam Zomamin, they pay based on what they try to inflict. A false Adam, two Adam showed up and said that Reuven owes Shimon $1,000, and two other Adam come and say you could not have seen him because you were with us on that day. The Torah believes the second group over the first group, and the first group have to compensate based on what they were attempting to inflict. So that is also viewed as, according to the Braisa of Rabchia, that is a, 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 a concept of damages. You have having to compensate for the damage, in this case, the damage you wanted to perpetrate, not the actual damage that you could have caused, but nevertheless, that is also included in the list of primary cases of damages, all right? Then you have Hamafata. Mefata is somebody that seduces a woman. A person that seduces a woman, so the, uh, there is a penalty for, uh, for, for, for pitui, 
in certain cases, depending on her age, but there's a 50 shekel, 50 shekel penalty, 50 slime that he's have, has to be paid. All right, that's the case. Uh, uh, and uh, onus, onus also, onus and lefata both have to pay a 50 shekel. There's a difference. The onus is the person who rapes, the fata is the person who seduces. There are differences in terms of the details of it, which we learned in the Seves but they both have a payment that needs to be made for the act that they perpetrated. And bottom line is, so that's also viewed as uh, one of an, one of the Avas Nazikin. These are all cases that are mentioned specifically in the Torah, and since they're mentioned specifically in the Torah with some level of uh, uh, compensation or penalty associated with them, therefore they're considered according to Rebchia, a, uh, an Av of Nazikin. Let's keep going. All right, Motzi Shemra. Motzi Shemra, actually the payment there is a hundred uh, shekel, and that's the person that uh, sleeps with a woman that he married and then falsely accuses her of having cheated on him and, and, and not being a basula, right? He says that she wasn't a basula, and uh, so that, that is also, there's a payment over there of a hundred shekel, that's also considered to be an Av, one of the Av Nazikin, according to Rabchia's Brisa. Let's keep going. The Metame is you go over to your friend's truma and you drop a sheritz on it, a dead sheritz. You made his truma tame, so therefore you now have made it impossible for him to be able to eat it. You are penalized, so you have to pay for it. So therefore that is a, that is a case of uh, Nezek, that's one of the Avnezikin, okay, Metame, all right? Medameya, Medameya is an interesting case. That's that you, 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 he has Truma, and you went and you mixed, I'm sorry, he has Chulin, he has Chulin. Now let's say the Chulin was worth a uh, hundred bucks, and you went and you dropped Truma into his Chulin, right? Now what's the problem over here, okay? He has to sell it to a Kohen now, and a Kohen pays less because you pay less for Truma. So therefore, he can't sell it to Yisrael. So you've caused the delta between what he would have got from it, what he now can only get from it, is the damages caused, and you have to pay for it, all right? Menasech. Menasech over here, Rashi says, is referring to where you poured someone's wine for the sake of an idol, for like, you did like libation, you did it for the, and therefore disqualifies him. Yiraji says, it cannot be talking about a place where you've mixed in yain that is yain nesef, because then you could just sell it to a guy, mine, you know, like a benefit from it, but you say, I'm selling to you, minus the yain nesef that's included. So, right, so let's say it's a, it, 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 it's a 20 ounces of, of wine, and you put in it, three ounces of Yain Esef, the guy could still sell it to a guy. I'm only selling you the 20 ounces, not selling you the three, so you wouldn't be considered getting benefit from it. So Rashi says it can't be the case where you, it must be a case where you actually poured it, that's a complete write-off, now you owe the person the money. Now, so now that comes out to being a total, um, so therefore that comes out actually to be uh, 11, it comes out to be 11, right? Now, we had 13 mentioned before, by Rab Oshios, when you put the 13 plus the 11, gives you a total of 24. Okay, so we have Artana who mentioned four. We have uh, Rab Oshia that mentioned 13. And now we see Rab Chia that mentioned 24. Now, the Gemara is going to do the same type of thing we did yesterday as to why Artana didn't like the 13. Right, didn't include the 13. Now we're going to explain, well, what's the argument? Why does Rab uh, Oshia have 13, whereas Rabhiya has 24? Why doesn't Rab Oshia list the 11 additional Avnazikin that were listed by Rabhiya? Everybody with me as to what we're doing here? Why is it like this? For Rab Oshia, my time, Eloitani, honey, why didn't he include the 11 that were added by Rab Oshia? He says, that Rab Oshia is only listing those damages that are compensatory. Compensatory. He's not listing those which are punitive or penalties. That's, he does not include that. Nasik Hadassus. 
There's not the knasis, right. So therefore, that would be like, for example, the Kefal case, the Dalad Vehei case, according to him, that's not included in the list because when we're talking about damages, it's talking about damages with the compensatory payments for the damages, not for the punitive or the penalty portions. That's, that's why the list of 11 additional cases are not added to Rab Oshia's existing 13, all right? So one says like this, one second. But let's go analyze all the, uh, the, the, let's analyze the 11 cases. We're gonna see not all of them are considered to be uh, punitive. Some of them are compensatory. For example, the case of Ghanav and Goslin, right? The case of Ghanav, we said that's where he admitted to the Gnevis. He doesn't get paid, the, he doesn't pay the penalty portion. He only pays the principal. Goslin also only pays the principal portion. So those were two of the, 11 cases, so therefore, why is Rab Oshia uh, not including them in his 13? Which is a compensatory case. So, litany, so why does Rab Oshia not include them? He says, because he does feel they are included. Because remember, in his cases, he had the four Shomrim Shomer Chinam, Shomer Sachar, the Shoel, the Socher, right? Now, in, 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 in the cases of the Shomer Chinam and the Shomer Sachar, right, if a person claims that they were stolen, right, that there was either a Ghanav or a Goslin took it away from him, and then we find out that what? That he, in fact, was the one that stole it himself. That, was, that is inclusive. He has to pay for what we consider that he's considered like a Ghanav or a Goslin. Tontan is Ghanav, a Tontan is Goslin, he's considered like a Ghanav. So therefore, but what Moore is basically saying is that according to Rav Oshia, he did not have to create two special categories for Ghanav and Goslin because he feels that's incorporated within the cases of the Shomrim, right? Now it's interesting over here, the, the Moore says, Haktani le Shomer Chinam, Shomer Chinam right? It's included in Shomer Chinam and Shoel. Rashi points out that the word Shoel is really at, uh, is, is, is just like put in there because Shomer Chinam goes together with Shoel. Actually, Shomer Sachar is not written in there because Shomer Sachar is higher for Gneva Aveda. So he can't claim that it was stolen because claiming it was stolen, he would have to pay. And Rashi says the same thing is Shoel. Therefore, why is Shoel there? It's really not there. The really we're focusing on the Shomer Chinam. The guy who's considered the God of a Gazlin if he claims it was stolen a lot is the guy that would be exempt if it was stolen or lost, and let the guy, it's only, Shomer, only the Shomer Chinam can get away with claiming Gneva. Why is it Shoel? So it's, it's Agav, it's just there as, as, as auxiliary, but it's not really the main primary point. But what's the point? According to Rab Oshia, there's no need to mention Gneva and Gazela stand alone because he holds they're already incorporated in the case of Shomer Chinam. Right, the Shomachim was liable. One of the liabilities are when he claims it was stolen and he himself was the guy who stole it. So now the question has to go the other way, right? Because we said that Rab Chia includes the 13 cases of Rab Oshia. So now if you already have the Dalit Shomrim, Shomachim being one of them, then why does he feel the necessity to include Ghanav and Goslin on its own? Why, like Rab Oshia just explained, why is it not included in the case of Shomachim? Right? Everyone hear that? Sigmar says as follows. Sigmar says is that, uh, so, so, he does, or have, he agrees with Rabbi Oshia's listing. So, if he has Shomer Chinam, so therefore, why does he have to have Ghanav and Goslin separately? Sigmar says like this. That I'll tell you why. I mean, we had a similar idea. I mean, this, that, uh, I was actually looking for it. Uh, so then, the, 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 what, 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 what the Gemara is going to say is that according to um, Rav Chia, he actually has, he doesn't want to just rely on the classification of Shomer Chinam because he, he wants to make it as a separate category in terms of Gneva Gezela. What's unique about Shomer Chinam is that the money that comes to you initially, or the item that comes to you initially, came to you beheter. Why did it come to you beheter? In a permissible way. Because it was given to you to watch. So you took something that came into your domain in a heter way, and now you claim that it's stolen. 
as opposed to the normal case of a gun of a goslin. What's the normal case of a gun of goslin? Is that you took it be'isr. So therefore, what basically what Rav, uh, Rav Chio says, there's, there, there's two classifications. There's the classification of cases where you're obligated, you have to pay compensation when the money came to you be'heter. And there's also a classification when the money came to you be'isr. This explains why even though you already have the case of Shomer Chinam, you still have a case of Ghanav and Goslin. All right, is that, that clear? That's a, okay, obviously, Rabbi Oshie doesn't agree with it. He says, once you know Ghanav Goslin, who cares whether it came the Heter or the Isra? I know the damage for Ghanav and Goslin is incorporated in the case of Shomer Chinam. But that's how Rabbi Achia understands. That you include a category for money that came the Heter. What's the case of money that came to the Heter? That you be a Goslin or Ghanav in that case? That's the case of Shomer Chinam. And also, I also include the case where it came to be Odebi. Isura, which is the case of the Shom, uh, the case of Ghanav and Goslin in the additional 11 that were added by. The Gemara asks as follows. So basically what we're saying, we're trying to say right now is that the 11 additional cases that Rabchia added, the reason Rabchia didn't add, because he looks at those cases of punitive. It's knas. It's not compensatory. And his damages that he are listing, he's only listing those categories that are compensatory, not considered to be punitive. Now let's understand this, because this is actually a machlokist tanoim, the Gemara is going to say. How do we view Adam Zomamin? Right? The Gemara is going to say the Chachamim's position of Adam Zomamin is that Lechora, the Gemara considers it to be Mamon, right? Because you are paying the amount that you intended, you're compensating what your intent to inflict was and therefore the Gemara right now it goes with the Chachamim Shita that therefore that is considered to be Mammon. Now that's a big deal that you considered Mammon as opposed to Knas because as we're going to see what happens if you were convicted of being an Eid Zomim and based in A. All right. Now the way it worked is there was first the conviction and then there was the sentencing. Like we do in the, right? So now if between conviction and sentencing you let's say you were convicted in Miami and then you ran away to New York and went in front of another based in, in New York. At an Adam Zone, but it was before the sentencing. They weren't able to sentence you yet. You ran away and you were modem. And you admitted in New York that you had just been found guilty in in Miami. The halacha is, I'm not going to get ready to learn Marcus, we'll get more into deals in, but the based in in New York cannot be Machai of you. Uh, 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 so the child is like this. If it's Mammon, if it's considered to be Mammon, then the based in New York can say, well, you've admitted to a monetary obligation. You have to pay. But if you consider it Knas, if we consider eight exam Knas, then they wouldn't be able to make you obligate. Mod Knas is considered Mammon. Now the Chachamim Shita is it's Mammon, and you run away to another based in, and you admit in that based in that you were sentenced another one, they can make you pay. Okay? So the saying, what's that? Oh, that's one second. So the point that one is assuming now in the sheet of the Chachamim, since it is considered to be Mammon, therefore our question is, I understand that Rab Oshia does not want to count the cases of Rab because he considers them Knas. Well, if it's considered them Knas, but Adam Zomim is considered Mammon, so he should have it included in his 13. It should have been 14. should have been the case of Adam Zomim. That's the Gemara's point. The Gemara says, Adam Zomim to Mammonahu. Since Adam Zomim, at least according to Chachamim, is considered Mammon, litany, so why is it included and added to as a 14th case by him? On that, like Ira pointed out, Savalek Rabbi Akiva, because we're going to sell, we're going to say, that Rabbi Oshia holds with the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva disagrees with the Chachamim. Rabbi Akiva says that actually Adam Zomamin is not considered to be Mamon. Adam Zomamin is considered to be a Knas. And Rabbi Akiva gives a swara for it because Adam Zomamin is not paying for the damage that he caused. What is he paying? He didn't cause the damage. Yeah, he he's not going to intent. Right. So therefore, it's, pure, it's, it's purely pe- uh, 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 punitive, not compensatory. Because p- compensatory would have been if you caused the damage, then you pay. Right? In fact, there is a question by Mammon, if we even say that, meaning if it's kosher, if you did it already, actually take a look at Tosis on the other, I'm not against it, but then you wouldn't have, normally you wouldn't have to pay if you did it already. So therefore, it means if I caused the damage, means the AIDS element, I made him 
get lashes, whatever it is. There's a question. Some say that money, you never have that case that you did it already because you always can give back the money. Take a look at those in the Amid Bay. But the point is, since, in fact, it is not for what was caused, it's what was intended to be caused, that's clearly, according to Rabbi Akiva, that's considered compa- uh, punitive, not compensatory. Therefore, according to Rabbi Akiva, if you run to New York and you admit about being, uh, about being found guilty... And then what's, you would not be paying based on your own admission because it is considered knas. Now, how does that help us? Since it's considered knas, that's so he doesn't have includes in the list of 13. So they have it like this. So Gmar says, so Savalok Rebbe Akiva, the Amar Eim Meshalmin Alpi Atzmon, that Adam Zomamin do not pay Alpi Atzmon. They don't pay on their own admission. Does that mean that now everything that you're going to see in the rest of Shots, you've got to, he's got to align with everything. Or no. just in this particular Well, Lemur, you're asking a good point, oh, because Lemur now assumes, at least in this list, it Fine. should be gone like Rabbi Akiva. It doesn't have to hold like Rabbi Akiva without, well, I can't disagree, but it means in box. this, if you're going to get list the, the 13, now that's what I was going to say, because you could, uh, you could normally you'd say, he really holds like him in this, he doesn't agree with that. But it seems to be that if you're going to set a list of categories, and you're already saying this is following Rabbi Akiva, the rest are also like him. That's going to be, that's very good introduction to what the next question is going to be. Was e savalak Rabbi Akiva? If you hold like Rabbi Akiva, then lechora you're going to have a problem, right? Yesterday we explained that there was a uh, when we try and explain why our Tana lists four and Rab Oshia lists uh, thirteen, right? So we explained that in the Shita of Rav that Mave is Adam. Mave refers to man damaging. And Rab Oshia also in his list includes the four, plus he includes the, uh, the, 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 the five payments that a person has to do. So he said, why are you including it twice? Adam Aves Adam. So he said, because there's two categories of Adam. There's an Adam that damages property, which is the case of the Mishnah where there's only one payment. But there's a different case of Adam. When Adam damages another Adam, Right? That that's the rule over there. There's five payments, therefore you can, you, you can, it's not a double count, it's considered to be two separate categories. So, so, so doesn't hold it. We never said that. That's not what we hold it. You're jumping too fast. So now, the mother asked the question, he says, the mother asked the question, then why don't you say the difference between when a shore damages property as opposed to when a shore damages a person? We said because it's the same payment. When a shore damages a person, when a shore damages... Uh, you pay the same amount, so therefore it's not considered two categories. Now, now is where the question is. There is a machlokus. I'll copy your gentlemen, let's keep the track of you. There is a machlokus between Rabbi Akiva and the Chachamim in the following situation. Let's say you have two muadim, two animals that are muad, go up against each other, all right? So let's say one is worth $1,000 and one is worth... Uh, $500, okay, one is worth $1,000, and the $1,000 ox gets the better of the $500, oh, no, no, I'm sorry, the other way around, the $500 ox gets the better of the 1000 and he causes $800 damages, and he only loses, it's only a $400 damage on him, right? So now it comes out that the, the delta between the amount of damage that occurred, you would say, well, the one who caused the greater damage is the $500 ox caused the greater damage to the $1,000 ox because until you subtract the damage from both sides and the number that's left, right, the lesser one has to pay full damages to the other one because it's Muad and Bali Bay Nezek Shalom. Is the case clear what happened? No, no. Uh, let's say like this. I'll make it, I, I don't make it complicated. All right, let's say one ox was worth $1,000, all right? And the other ox was worth $500, all right? So now, let's say the animal that's worth $500 incurred a $300 damage. Right? On its own. They, 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 went at, they went at each other. And the one that's worth $1,000, let's say it was an $800 damage. Okay? The delta between that is $500. I lost $300. Well, I lost $800. Now, so how do you compensate that $500 loss? Right? What you do is you say, well, the one that caused the greater amount of damage, which was the, 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 the uh, was 500 has to pay 
the $500 difference to the owner who has the ox of a thousand. Is, is that clear? Yeah. yeah. No. It has to be a hundred cents of the delta. Yeah, because it's a mu'ah. Right. right. Now, what happens if it is a tam going up against a mu'ah? Now, Tom normally only has to pay half, right? Tom would normally have to pay. So let's go the exact case. So you could say, well, the exact case would be that Lechora, it's only, I don't have to pay you $500. I have to pay you $250, right? That would be the, the scenario. Now, there is an added knech, which we can talk about in the case. You only have to pay $250 from the value of the animal, of the, of the tom, meaning if that tom is no longer worth oh, so now maybe it's 250, if it's only worth 200, then you can only hold him up to 200. You can't make him pay. Because he lost 300 in value, you're saying. Right, so therefore so you're only, only worth it's, the, the, it's within, it's, uh, there must be a legal term for that, you can only make, take damages within a certain, from a certain scope. Yeah. You can't just go into the guy's house and take, he's got, he's got a beautiful house, he's got beautiful, you can't take that, you can't touch that, you can only touch up to the residual value of what his time is worth, you can only pay chatsi nezek. Okay, now that everybody agrees So that would to. come to 100 in that case, right? What's that? That would come to 100. No, no, wouldn't, because it's still, yeah. the damage with chatsi nezek was still 250, but since there's only $200 residual value, you uh, only pay 200, 200 of the oh, 250. All right, okay, now. Let's switch the variables over here. It wasn't, it sounds like a TV show. It wasn't a ox against ox, but it was an ox against man. So the two parties that got into it with one another was an ox against a man. Now a man is always muad. A man always pays full damages. An ox, we have to see was the ox. So let's switch out the case. Instead of making it the man, Let's say the man had a, a, an $800 damage and the ox had a $300 damage, all right? So $800 and $300 damage, the delta would be 500. Then if it's a muad going up against the man, you have to pay full $500 to the man. Stick, stick, stay, stay with me. Now, what happens if it's a tom? Well, the Chachamim say it doesn't matter. The same case was whether it was a, a tom against a muad or a tom against yeah, a man. The animal, it's animal. still, it, same halacha is going to apply, which means that we said that it should be 250 because that's Chatsi Nezek, but the animal has only got $200 worth of residual value, so therefore he only has to pay the man $200. Rabbi Akiva says no. Rabbi Akiva says that when a tom goes up against a man, you deal with the tom as if it is a muad. And if you deal with the tom as if it's a muad, the more assumes right now, which means if the tom, you look at it, you always have to pay full damages when your tom damages a person. When your tom damages, so it's like a muad going up against a muad, where therefore lechora, what should the payment be? 500. 500. So it comes out though, according to Rabbi Akiva, there are two different classifications of shor. There's a shor that has to pay full damages when it is a muad, and there's a shor that has to pay full damages it's when it's a tom. So therefore, since you have two different classifications of shor, then we're back to our question. The same way you said yesterday that man has two classifications because there's different payments depending if a man hits a man or a man hits a... An animal, by a shore, there's also, a, if it's going like Rabbi Akiva, there's different classifications, whether it's a shore going against a shore, a shore going against a man, and therefore it should be two separate classifications if it's going like Rabbi Akiva. So we're back to our question, so why don't we have an extra classification for the case of shore if Rabbi Oshia is explaining this according to the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva. Okay. All right, let's see it inside. Tomorrow says like this. All right, good? All right. So says the Gemara, if in fact Rabbi Tarfun, I mean Rabbi Aishia is explaining the Brisa like Rabbi Akiva, let me show the Azik Adam. Have a separate category when it's a shore. What type of a shore? 
Tom, sorry, tom that damages a person because then it doesn't follow the regular laws of Chatsi Nezek for Tom. It's Nezek Sholem, right? So therefore, the Azek of the Snan, Rikiva Aymer, Av Tom Shechavel Adam, is that you know when's a full payment? It's not just when it's a Muad against a Muad or a Muad against an Adam, even if it is a Tom against an Adam. Meshalem ben Moiser has to pay on the residual, has to pay what's left, has to pay Nezek Sholem. You don't pay Chatzin Nezek, you have to pay full. Everybody with me here? What's wrong, Adam? Who's the owner of the shore? The owner of the Tom has to pay the person Nezek Sholem, not Chatzin Nezek because he owns a Tom. We deal with it like it's a Muad. So therefore, have a separate classification. There's a Muad that pays a full damage. There's a case of Tom that pays full damages. So one says like this, technically, you're right. However, the one is going to say is that Rabbi Akiva created a asterisk, a stipulation, a caveat, that that caveat makes it why there's no need to write there's no separate need to write a separate category for Tom that damages an Adam. What stipulation did he write? He said like this, is that even though when we say that a Tom that damages an Adam, an Adam, the verbiage is it's like a Muad. What do we mean that's like a Muad? A Tom that damages a person. What do we mean it's considered like a Muad as opposed to a Tom? I mean, instead of being a Tom that would have to pay Chatzin Nezek, Muad pays full. However, that's not 100%. Because when a Muad damages, all right, where can you collect from? No. When a Muad damages, you can sell the guy's house. Because it's, it's been Aliyah. It's called Min Aliyah. It means you take from the, whatever he has, the best of his property, you'll take your right. However, when even though the Tom is going to have to pay full value, it's still limited to the value of the Al which means that in most cases, in most cases, when it damages a person, you still are going to be limited. You're not going to get the full payment for the value of the damage that was caused, because what are you going to be limited by? The value of the animal, which means that it, it's, it, therefore it's not, it does not deem yeah. it fit to create its own category. It would have been its own category as, there are two cases where you always pay full value. What's the case when a mua damages an, uh, another animal or a person, or when a tom damages a person, you always pay full value, but it's not true. You're not going to always pay full. Why? In most cases, you won't be paying full. Why? Because, I don't know, there's a legal term, we need a lawyer over here. It, it's capped. Like by insurance, that there's a, you can, it, it's capped up to the value of what? Of the value of the time, which means in most cases you will not be collecting Nezek Shalem. Therefore, Rab did not de- Rab Oshia did not deem it necessary, Rab Oshia did not deem it necessary to include another category for sure. Okay, let's read inside. Hatavre Rabbi Akiva the Gazize. The literal translation is that Rabbi Akiva broke his fist. That means he took the sting out of the ruling. He took the, the power out of the ruling by saying that even though I say the Tom has to pay Nezek Sholem, but it's not mamish like a muad. Why is it not mamish like a muad? The sign who learned the bride, Rabbi Akiva, you might have thought that when I say that a Tom that damaged a person, he pays like a Muad, that means he should even pay me an Aliyah. What does it mean to pay me an Aliyah? Aliyah can either mean two things. It means for, for the best of your property, or it can mean anything not limited by the value of the ox. Not true. Talmud Lomar, that's why we have a Pesach. The Pesach says, Yaselo. It says, O Ben Yigach, Obas Yigach. If the ox, even if it's a Tommy learns, damages a person, it's a Yaselo. This that, that you'll do to it like the ruling, but it meaning the animal. I mean, whatever you do is only going to be limited to it, to the scope of the value of the animal itself. from the body of the animal itself, but and therefore it's not true. In most cases, you will not be paying full damages. Therefore, there was no necessity to do what? Add it to the list. Add it to the list of the 13 and create another controversy. Even though he always like to be a Kiva, there's no need to make another case of short. All right, let's go on. So the says like this, in the case of Rabchia, that Rab Oshia does not include those cases, was the case of 
Onus Mefata Moti Shemra. All right. Now, Moti Shemra, again, is one of those cases which just added to the question, but it's not really the question. It's not coming from it. But Onus and Mefata is coming. We learned in the Sefer's Kuvus that in addition, in the Onus Mefata, in addition to having to pay the 50 shekel, which Lechora is a knas, right? But you also have to pay, you have to pay for the damage you physically caused the woman, whether it's her devaluation of what she's not worth, the embarrassment involved, the, the pain involved in certain cases. So, That's for the onus. For the onus and the mafata. The mafata might not be the onus. You don't have to pay for the pain because she agreed, but you have to pay for the devaluation. There's certain things you have to pay for. What one is asking, basically, so therefore, since onus and mafata is not purely... It's not purely putative. There are compensatory payments involved. Therefore, Rab Oshia should have included Onus and Mefata to his list of 13 because it's not, you can't say, well, I don't, I'm not including punitive payments. In Onus and Mefata, there are additional payments that are not purely punitive. <coughs> right? Let's see it inside. So it says it more like this. Lechora, Onis Mefat, Amoti Shemra. Amoti Shemra, you don't have those additional payments, which is why that's purely compensatory, so we're not including it. Right? The Mamona, which has aspects to it that is Mamona. What does it mean it's Mamona? It's, uh, it's compensatory, right? So therefore, Litni, Shorab Oshir should include it as well. Well, let's take a look. Any way you look at it. Manavshak means however you want to look at it. What payments are there going to be additional payments? Nezek. You're talking about Nezek, the damage? Right? He includes Nezek. Rabbi Oshi included Nezek already. One of the five payments is that a person pays his Nezek. So why do I have to include Onus and Mefata for the compensatory portion? What? Nezek? The Nezek's already been included in the five things that a person causes, right? Tanale, Itzar, what about pain? Pain was also included in the list of the 13. It listed if a person damages another person, you have to pay Tzar, right? It's listed, right? Tanale, Iboshes, embarrassment. Tanale. Ibegam, if it's because now you have down made her defective, you've taken her from being a basulman. That's included in Nezek. That's exactly what Nezek is. Hayna Nezek. So Ma'izachlameimar. So the only thing that's left that is not included in Rab Oshia is the fifty shekel itself. But he doesn't include the fifty shekel. Why? Because it's knas. So therefore, so what are you left with? Knas, but knas, look at Myra, he's not including the case of knas. That's why it doesn't include the cases of Onus Mafata. Fine. Says the Gemara, okay, what about the other cases that Rabchia included? What about Metame, when you go and drop a sheriff on your friend's truma? Medamea, you mix chulin. You mix truma into your friend's chulin. Menasech, you made a libation, you poured his wine and you made it into Yayin Nesech, right? Now the Chorah, in all those cases, the, you're, it's compensatory, it's not punitive. So if it's compensatory, what's the question? Why not include it? Why is it not in Rabbi Oshia's list? Rabbi Chia includes Rabbi Oshia. Can't say Knas over there. But the Mamona who so litni, so Rabbi Oshia should include it as well. So Mamona says like this. Let's understand. There is a huge machlok because we had a Masechah's Gittin. A Hezek, sometimes you cause a damage that's not discernible. It means it looks exactly the same. Right? I went and I touched your uh, uh, sherets against your truma. I can't tell any difference. It's called the Hezek She'en and Nikr, a non-discernible damage. Now, there is a machlokus in Masechah's Gittin. In, we're not talking about moral terms. This guy under, under no position is going to be one of the Lamed Vav Tzadikim. You go over to your friend. The question is, in legal definition, in legal damage terms, can you sue the person to make you pay as a compensatory damage for the fact that he went and made your items Tomei, let's say, or made him yain nesach, right? So it's an interesting question. Raja points out the more asks over there is that lechora. Why is there even any discussion? Yain nesach is an uh, is a, is is a, it's a it's a chiyuv misa. And what's the rule by chiyuv misa? So how could there be a payment altogether? The Gemara answers over there is because it doesn't happen at the same time. As soon as you pick up the wine, you account it for financial liability. Mm-hmm. Only once you pour it does the chi of Misa right. kick in. So therefore it doesn't happen at the same time. Okay, but the point is, the point is as follows. So the Gemara says, but is, if you hold that Hezek She'ed and Nikr Shmei Hezek, that a damage is not discernible, is considered to be a damage, Hatanale Nezek. Then it's not a question because Nezek damages are included in Rab Oshia's list. He does have that if a person damages property, 
there's nezek he has to pay. So therefore, there's no need to include these cases because if you consider it to be a nezek, nezek's included, right? And e hezek she'ain a nikker, losh me hezek. And if really legally, hezek she'ain a nikker means damage which is not discernible technically, is not legally required to pay for in terms of compensation, then you have to say the only reason that the base they made you pay is as a knas. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's a knas, that's not in the list anyway. So either way, either way you look at it. So they have a large mehezeki, then have a knas, a knas Okay, now, the question is then, let's go the other way. Now the question really is, so then why did Rabhiya include it? I understand Rav Oshi did not include it because either way, he says, either if it's Nezek, it's not, I already have Nezek, and if it's not Nezek, it's Knas. Now, Lechorah, he did include it, right? Now, Lechorah must be that he must hold that it's Knas. That's the one I want to prove. Must be holds it's Knas because you already have Nezek and includes it. Must be it's Knas. That's what the one I wants to say. So, the one says, so Lamech has sub Rabchiah that Hezek Sheena Nikar Losh Me Hezek is not considered a Hezek. Dish Me Hezek, because it was considered to be a Hezek. Ha Tana Le Nezek, you already have Nezek as one of the list in the 13 it's included. Right? So it's added, why do you add it to, again to the 24? So Gemara says, it's not a Raya. He could be that he considers it to be a Hezek. Ah, uh, you already have Hezek. But there's two classifications of Hezek. There's Hezek that's discernible. That's one of. And there's Hezek that's not discernible. It's another of. But it could be that it is considered to be Hezek. You can't bring a Raya, that's for sure, and that's called Kanas. So Tana Hezek Shed, the Minkara, There's two categories of Hezek that is Minkara, that is discernible. And there's also another category that's a Hezek, but it says, well, Minkara is not. Okay, now. Says the more as follows. We always ask this question. That people know how to count. They have enough fingers. So therefore, why do you have to say Arba Avos Nezikin and then list them? Right? What do you have to say four? So Artana is saying four because he wants to tell you that he only wants to list four, but he doesn't want to list the 13. He's coming to it to the 13. And Rav Oshe that said 13, he can say the same thing. I'm listing the 13 because I don't want to count the 24. But the question is, the one who said 24, why does he say that there's 24? Who's he coming to exclude from? Right? So one says like this. So says the Gemara, Bishlam, Latanadi Don, our ton of our Mishnah, Baba Kama, Tanaminyana, he says the number, Lemiute, Rabbaishia, to exclude Rabbaishia, literally is the 13. And Rabbaishia, Tanaminyana, Lemiute, Rabbaishia, to exclude the 24. El Lemiyana, the Rabbaishia, Lemiute, mine. But what's Rabbaishia coming to exclude? So says the Gemara, Lemiyuta, to exclude two cases. That these 24 and not 26, because two cases are being excluded. What are the two cases that are being excluded? The two cases, Moiser and Mephagel. Now, Moiser is a person that goes to the authorities, the non-Jewish authorities, and he rats out, he, he goes and causes damage to his friend. So therefore, that damage, Moser, is not included in the list. And we'll see why he doesn't include it. If it's a real damage, why not include it in the list, okay? And Mephagel is the Kohen who willfully uh, creates Tigal, has a wrong thought that causes damage to, uh, so therefore, and he's obligated to compensate in certain ways. Okay? Now, the point is that they're not included in the list. Now, the question is, well, why not? If there is a damage payment that's required to be paid over there, why aren't you including Moser? Why aren't you including Mephagel according to the opinion of Rabbi Chiyah? Everybody with me? Someone says like this. So a litany, so why doesn't he include it? Bishlam Mephagel. I understand Mephagel. You could argue with Kachim Lokamayri. We're only talking about damage to Chulin over here, to non-consecrated items. Even the Truma, Truma is not considered Kachim. But no, we're talking about, but we're not talking about damage to Kachim. So therefore, that's why Mephagel is not listed in the list. Ella Meiser, but Meiser, that's nothing to do with Kachim. So why isn't Meiser considered in the list? So my time Elotani. So what it says, that must be, because Rabchia only includes where there's an action involved. But if it's only a verbal, a Dibur, he doesn't include it. We're not causing, uh, including Dibur, da- a damage with Dibur. Right? We have to do an action. That's has an action. Someone says, what are you talking about? Motzi Shemra, what are you doing? You went and you libeled a woman that says that she wasn't a Basula. So the Chora, why are you telling me if Dibur is not? You say, yeah, okay, it's Motzi Shemra. Where it says, the Dibur, who it's a Dibur, Bektani, he listed listed an additional 11. Where it says, it is a Dibur, but it was a Dibur based on a Misa. What was the Misa? Misa. He had relations with her. It's a Dibur based on a Maisa. So they have a Dibur that is by Maisa who? Whereas Moser is not based on a Maisa. Says the Gemara, what about Adim Zomerman? 
Adam Zoman is a Dibur, and there was no action involved over there, and you listed it. Is different because even though Adam Zoman is a Dibur, the Torah describes it as a Misa. Means the Torah says that it deals with what you intended to do as what? As if you actually did. So therefore, it's like, uh, uh, meaning like we'll see the Russian over there. Even though that there. There's no actual action there. Rachmana Karlamais, the Psibasisim law that you do to the Adim, get a group of Adim, Kasher Zamam La Asais, that like he intended to do, but we view it as an action. And since we do view it as an action, it's different than a regular Debor, and that's why it's included in the list. Now, we already went through this whole thing. We said, why are you calling it Avos? Because each one of the, actually there are six possible cases in there, have subcategories, right? Rubbing its back against the wall. I mean, we had a crouching, sitting, stamping. We had a whole bunch of uh, toldos that tie into the Avos. That's what I call it Avos, right? So, Tana Avos, Michal the Ikel told us, and we gave the example told us, the four have told us, but the one says, but according to Rab Oshia and Rab Chia, that are calling it Avos, whether it's 13 or 24, we don't see Toldos in all 24 of these cases. We don't see Avo, uh, Toldos in all 13. So why are they using the lotion of? Avos. Avos. Avos, Michal Dika Toldos. So Toldos saying, my name, what are the Toldos? Now, Baruch Hashem, we couldn't find them because then we'd have to go through all 24 and shut them. We don't. There are no Toldos. We can't find them. So why is it therefore referred to? Avos. As Avos. Right. So Amra Bavahu. So what Bavahu is going to say is the reason why it calls it Avos is not to infer that since it's an Av, there's Toldos. It's going to Avos because there's something unique about the four Avos. The Avos that we learned from Shor, where let's go with Rashmul's Shita, all right, is that, that Shor is, Rashi brings down the Havamina, like we just go with the Havamina, because it wasn't like that Maskona. But yes, it was Karen, it was Shor, Bor, uh, Mave was Shane, and Hever was Aish. All four of them, the Aloha is that you have to pay the full damages, Minahaliyah. I'm sorry, not Menalia. You have to pay the full damages. We made of karma. Made of karma means that if you're going to pay property, what property do you have to use? The best of your property. So if I have uh, an acre of so-so property and I got a half an acre of really good property and the half acre covers the payment, you have, if you're going to use property, you better use that's the mate of karma. Now, mate of karma, Raji points out, is written by Shane Varegel. But Shane Varegel, we learn out to the other avos, that just as by Shane Varegel you have to pay the mate of Carmo, so too by the other Avos Nazikin, by uh, Karen and by Aish and by uh, Bor, you also have to pay the mate of Carmo. Now the point it's saying is, therefore, if you're calling the 13 Avos, or you're calling the 24 Avos, the reason you're doing it, not because they tell you this, told us, tell you it has the same aspect of the of, of the others what is the same aspect of the others just as the others if you use property what do you have to use mate of karma so too now the question is well how do you know that how do you have a right to go and do it what's going to show we're not going to go through it that's what this long rashi is is that each one of them have a xayra shava there's a linkage of common words that are used by the dalad avos to all either the 13 or the 24 and that xayra shava links it in such a way that you can derive what Okay. That they made of karma, which is why the Mish, the Brisa of Rab Oshia and the Brisa of Achia calls the twenty-four and the thirty calls them avos. It's so what it says like this: Kulan ke avos. It's calling it avos because they like the avos, not because they have told those the mishalami meitav. They pay for the meitav. Now, why? Why do they pay? Meitav is only written by Shane Veregel. So Rashi goes through because Shane Veregel we learn out to the other avos, and the words that are written by all the avos link up. There's common words that link up to all the other 13 and 24, and that linkage allows you, therefore, to learn what? I think in the article, there's a huge list that goes through and shows each one. But it means like, it's my time, and what's the reason it should be made up? Asya, because we learn through Xerishava, either the word tachas, 
the word Nasina, the word Yeshalem, or the word Kesef. So if you go through all 24, all 13, you'll see that linkage. Now that linkage could be a double linkage. It links to one of the four, but if one of the four are not Shein Beregel, and that one of the four links back to Shein Beregel. So it either links directly to Shein Beregel, where Mate of Karma is written, or to one of the other Avos, where uh, Mate of Karma applies as well. Let's go back to it. Now, we already went through this exercise, but we'll see why the Gemara is doing it again. So Gemara says like this, the Mishnah said, Lo ashor mave. Now Rashi explains like the Havim the Gemara in the sheet of Shmuel, so are we gonna do the same thing? What we said was, is that, let's say Shor is Karen, all right? So Karen is not like Mave, which we said Mave means shame. Means that if you wrote Shor, or you wrote Karen, you would not be able to learn Mave. Now we said, why can't you learn out? Because Karen is Kavanosol Hazik. Karen, it's, 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 with, it's with bad intent. It's in there, right? Whereas Shane, ah, so write Shane and learn Karen from Shane? No, because Shane is for its own gratification. That gives a greater level of liability to, to the responsibility. So therefore, you could not have learned. So the Lo means you can't learn one from the other, right? So therefore, Lo Shor Kare Amave, Maika Amar, what is it saying? So Amar Rav Zvid, Mishmei Derova, Hakik Amar, Lichtav Rachman Echad, write only one of these mazikin, and learn the other one for me. So therefore, one from one cannot be learned. Now, what was the next part of the Mishnah? Below hare, so therefore, hadar amar, I understand one cannot be learned from one. Stand up, one cannot be learned up from one. So therefore, so therefore, uh, uh, so, so, I'm sorry, there were, there one, one cannot be learned. Okay, that was the, that was that, so that's what the first part of the mission is saying. That this one cannot be learned from that one, that one cannot be learned. So one from one we know that each one has a stringency that the other one does not possess, and that we cannot learn one from one because maybe the only reason you have to pay is because it has that stringency that the other one does not have. All right, but then the next part of the Mishnah said, below nor, but now again, let's just go with Rashi, the way of the Shmuel, and the Shor. Let's just, the, the Shor we said could mean different things, but let's go, and the Karen and the Shane cannot be, then write the two of them, because each one offsets the other one's stringency. If you have, what are you going to tell me? Karen is because it's Kavanos Lahazik, Shane is not Kavanos Lahazik, so that can't be the reason to pay. I, Shane is because it's gratification, but Karen is not gratification. So write Shor and Karen together, and with that, right, come and learn out, let's learn Aish. Right? So you can't do that. Why? Because you can say that they're living things. Since they're living things, those two, maybe that's a greater reason. Something's alive. It's a, you have more of a responsibility to, to watch it. Whether Mava was a person or whether Mava was Shane, but it's a living thing. And therefore, you wouldn't be able to learn out Shane or Bor. I mean, Aish or Bor could not be learned out from the combination of, of Shor and Mava. Right? That's therefore from the, to the, the two could not teach me number three and number four either. So my Amr, what is it saying? What it's saying is as follows. Write two of them and learn the third one. All right, let's say fire. Let's learn fire from the two, right? So therefore, said, and we said you can't do that because the two have a commonality that fire doesn't have. What's the commonality the two have? They're living entities. Living entities you have a greater responsibility. So how then we said that, that uh, one from the two cannot be learned. Now, what the Gemara is going to show now, that even though when you walk away from this Mishnah, having learned it, you think that you have to record all four. It's actually six of the damages, according to Shmuel. Because you have Karen, Shane, Regal, Aish, and Bor. Right? And perhaps Adam, right? So yeah, all of these things cannot be learned from one from the other, and therefore the Torah had to write explicitly each one of these categories stand alone. What Rav is going to say is that that's not necessarily true. I figured out a way, says Rav, that you can make a Tzad shava. You can record two of them, and these two would make it not necessary to record the other four. I could have written two of them, and from these two, I could have learned out the other ones without having to write them explicitly. The obvious question is, then why did the Torah write it explicitly? But which are the two? He says like this, V'kulhu, all of the cases, 
Kishadis bar benayu. If you choose any one of them and you twin it, you match it with bar. Just one of those. Any one of them you match with bar, okay? As yakulu b'matzad. You'd be able to derive all the other ones using the tool of a matzad. Matzad means what's the commonality? Means A and B. From A and B you can learn C. Because the commonality that exists between A and B can apply to C. And therefore what's the commonality? That there's a propensity to damage. So therefore from C, C also you'll be able to learn that as well. So as yakulu b'matzad, lebarmi keren. The only one you're going to get stuck with is Karen. Karen cannot be learned with bar plus one. You're not going to be able to learn. Why? Because the Ikel Mishnah, the Ikel Mifrach, because whatever you combine the two, you're still going to have the following question. Now the simple reading is, by all of them, they're moored from the get-go. Right? There's no Tom concept. They're moored from the get-go, so therefore, maybe that's why you have to pay damages. Whereas by a, uh, whereas by a, uh, a Karen, Karen is not like that. How does Karen start? The first three times. Tom. Tom. And therefore, that might be a reason that you should not be obligated to pay. Therefore, using the two to teach everything works, the only one it doesn't work for is Karen. Now, the reason why the page is so small because there's all this long Rashi that goes through every single permutation and shows that what, what are you going to say? Let's say, let's, let's take bar and shame. All right? You're going to say, shame your chai because of gratification. Well, bar doesn't have gratification. Ah, bar you have that from its inception, it's for the sake of damage. Well, shame is not from its inception for the sake of damage. It means the two of them, to then bring all the other ones, what, the other ones that you're going to try to learn out. It's living, living, well, shame's, uh, boar is not living, right? So AI, it goes to, its da- it goes to the damage, boar doesn't go to its damage. means each one knocks off the other one. The only one, Karen, uh, starts off being a Tom. Now, Tosa says something, or Bain Tom says something that's very, very important over here. He said, don't mistake the way I explained it, I explained it. Don't explain it, because there's a Chatzinezek, and, and, and the other ones don't have Chatzinezek. He said, that can't be the Pshat. Because if you're telling me, don't write Karen, in the Torah and learn after that, you would not have known that there's a Chatzinezek. So how can you say, you can't compare it to Karen because Karen has Chatzinezek. Well, you would not have known. If you didn't write it, you would, you would have thought it's Nezek Shalem across the board, everything. He said, what it means is that because we see that there is a concept of Chatzinezek, that means that it's not habitual. The animal does not have its intent. It's not, it's not predis- predisposed to causing damage. All the other ones, they predisposed ah. to causing damage. Whereas the fact that this is Tom, and therefore you could say maybe there's no payment by the, by the shore. That's why you need to write the shore for the sake of teachment. You have to pay the chatzinezek. That's the point that's being made. So therefore, as yekulu b'ma'atzad, l'barni keren, mishum t'ikla mifrach, ma'al yekulu, because you could ask on all of them, whatever you're going to, whichever permutation you're going to use, you can say, shekem u'idmetchilosam, that from the outset, they're predisposed to causing damage, which is not the case by Karen. Why isn't Karen predisposed? Because if it's a tam, that means it's not habitual yet. It's not predisposed. Now, the Gemara says something over here which is very interesting. Machlov's Rashi tells us. Well, Laman de Amr Adar Rabba, Karen Adiva. On the other hand, you could say Karen is Adiva. There's more reason to obligate with Karen. Shekavanos Lahazik, because like this, a Karen, it's intent. Karen is the only one who had Mamish intended. So therefore, that's more reason that there should be payment. And therefore, you can't tell me I would not have known Karen. Kalvachomer, Karen should have to be paying, right? So I feel Karen, then you would have been able to learn Karen as well if you hold like that. Now, Raja says, where's this opinion that holds that Karen is even more reason to be Machayv than it was? Says Rashi, I don't know. Lois Parish, I don't know where it is. Taisa says, what do you mean you don't know where it is? It's obvious where it is. There was a Machlok, as we had before, the Groa alludes to it, and we're going to see it later. The Chatzin Nezek. How do we look at is the pshat that chatzinezek really you never? You shouldn't have had to pay anything, right. because what you don't, you don't have to really, you don't expect it to happen. But the Torah penalizes you; it's a knas. Or do we say, really, this is an animal? How do you not know that an animal can cause damage? Of course, an animal. So really, you should have had to pay full from the get-go. The Torah is doing rachmanas; it's chatzinezek. Now, those two sheetas. Or the difference between them is do we view it as it's predisposed to cause damage? That, 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 well, it means what's up shot over there? Do we consider it predisposed to cause damage from the get go? Means if you say that really it should have been full, 
Then, then, there's, then, then there's even more reason to assume that you should have had to pay. So that says, that's what Tozer links it together. That's the opinion. Even Rajasthan doesn't know what their opinion is. But anyway, the point over here is, if either include, uh, they don't include Karen in the Matzah, or they could even include Karen, so the obvious question is, so why not just use two and teach all of them? Why did Torah have to write in every single case? That's the question. So one says like this, so, so why talk of the Torah writer? So Moira says like this, because each one, if you would not have written, there's nuances, there's, there's, there's nuances in each one of the cases that you learn that you would not have been able to learn through deriving one from the other. Let's go through them. Leah was saying, for the specific unique halachas that apply to them. Let's go through. Karen, you have to write Karen because you would not have known the difference of Chatzin, Nezek, and Nezek Shalem. If you just wanted to learn it out from one of the other ones, you would have thought it's Nezek Shalem all the way through. So therefore, Karen, the Chalem, and Wedes. Shane verego lepotrim rishus rab is a unique halacha. Shane and rego are only chayev in the domain. Guys, quite they're only in the domain of the nizak. They're not chayev in rishus rabin. You wouldn't have known that if you compare it to Karen or compare it to one of the other ones, right? Bar is lifted in a kalim. There's a special drasha that bar only if an animal falls in, not if vessels fall in. You don't have to pay for the vessels that break to fall in. You would not have known that if the Torah would not have explicitly written the case of bar. So one has a question, but not everyone agrees to that. Rabbi Yehuda the Mechayev on this kalim kabor. He says that you are chayev on the vessel of bar. So we ask a question. So why write bar? Kalim, he holds you chayev on kalim too. They fall into bar. So lift up by Mitzah Adam. Rabbi Yehuda holds you're not chayev on vessels that fall in. I mean, you are you are chayev on vessels that fall in, but you're not if a person falls in. Now, how would I have known that? We're going to get to them because later on. But yeah, because uh, uh, sh- how do you know? So that you need to write explicitly. That's why it's written. Now, Adam. What about the case Mava according to Rabbis? Adam or Adam that's Mazik. Why? Why do I have to write cases of Adam itself? Because Adam to say that you're going to be chayav, you would have thought you have to pay one payment. The reason Torah wrote Adam because there's actually five payments involved. Adam lechayav arbedvarim to add to the four other payments that have to be added. Now, what about Aish? Why does fire have to be included as in the Torah? It could have been derived from the other ones. Lift our boys at The special halacha is that when, if you have something covered, let's say somebody has things covered in the field that you didn't see, you weren't able to see, you don't have to pay for it. Now, how would you have known that? You're chayv on age, you're chayv on everything that's there, even the things that are covered. That's why it had to write explicitly age to tell me apart with Tomen. I, again, of Yehuda, the Mechayv, on this case, Tomen, the age, Mai. He says, you are chayv for things that are covered. So age, what is age coming to include? To things that are covered, you're chayv as well. So why did it have to write specifically? It's telling you because another drosha, the Yehuda holds, that generally, if a person makes a fire, you don't assume it, that it's going to damage the actual property itself, the furrows. Let's say you've made furrows, or there's, rock, there's stones there that the Aisha should be so intense that should be able to damage the actual fit, the land and the stones itself, you would not have expected. And since it's not a norm, what would I have thought? That if you make a fire, that you might part it. But he has a drush that teaches me a chive, so you need that, because otherwise you would not have known. That if the fire literally licked the plowed field, the plowed, the furrows, or or it scorched Avonabi stones at your chayv as well. You would not have known that without having to written write it explicitly. Gentlemen, have a good day.